Before we get to this episode, just to say thanks to everyone who's bought my new book, Champion Thinking, How to Find Success Without Losing Yourself. Published by Bloomsbury, the response has been terrific. It's an Amazon bestseller. It's been top 20 in the airport charts consistently, and the reviews have been terrific right across the board. And if you like this episode that you're about to hear on Flow, you'll be sure to enjoy Champion Thinking. Head to my website, simonmundy.com or Amazon, Waterstone, Smiths, places like that to get your copy. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hello and welcome to this bite-sized episode of the Life Lessons podcast with me, Simon Mundy, in which I take one nugget from one of my previous conversations and have a closer look. This is a very special bite-sized episode with the one and only Ronnie O'Sullivan. Spending time with Ronnie was a real joy. He's a fascinating, funny, kind and talented man, clearly. He very kindly gave me an endorsement for my new book, Champion Thinking, How to Find Success Without Losing Yourself which is published by Bloomsbury and is now on general release. His endorsement reads, This book captures the magic of being in flow and Simon upgrades the usual message of what success and happiness are really about. What a lovely endorsement. All the details about the book are in the show notes, by the way. And this clip from our full-length conversation really touches on the cultural inclination for success evangelism and hints at a new way of being which is a theme that runs throughout my book and is also the name of my newsletter, which you can sign up to at simonmundy.com. Over to you, Ronnie. I went through a lot of denial in the early stages that, you know, I didn't think I had an addiction problem, really. Um, I just kind of, I thought, you know, I'd get, I'd, get a, I'd get a month of training and eating well and practicing and, and and all that sort of stuff and then I'd play a tournament and I'd do really well and then for the next two or three months I would binge on food and and drink and going out and you know going to nightclubs and it was never me but that was just my addictive side you know I couldn't just have one night out one meal and get back to training the next day I kind of always kept falling off the wagon mm. and it wasn't until I started looking at addiction you know, when you look at addiction, it's not just with food. It can be around women, relationships, gambling, and you're spending, right. you know, am I working too hard? Am I a work addict? And I'm like, you know, so it kind of like 
covers so many different areas. I think it can even cover thinking. I think yeah, you, you know, yeah. you can over, you can get addicted to overthinking. Can't Absolutely, you? get addicted Absolutely. to anything. Yeah, yeah. I think we, I think the Western world has become a world of addiction in many ways. You yeah. know, we've forgot what it's like to just sit down as a community and just do things together and help each other, support each other. I think we yeah. live in quite a hectic, fast-paced life, yeah. and everyone's trying to get on top of each other everyone wants to climb that ladder and they'll do whatever they do and and i probably do it unconsciously i kind of think i'm not like that but actually when i get in that tunnel vision i've probably trampled on so many people um not in a horrible way but just in my pursuit to be the best and um and you know you have to make tough decisions and sometimes you think you know when i look back about it you know they were ruthless decisions and i kind of class myself as not being a ruthless person but because of that pursuit to be the best that i could be I sometimes, you know, sometimes you have to do it. And then sometimes you think, well, I go to Thailand and it's not like that. They have a different way of success. They kind of, you look at Manny Pacquiao, he'll feed his village. And, you know, for him, it's all about, you know, taking back to the Philippines, making his... And I think that's a much better way to share your success than think, you know, maybe, you know, you've got the Manny Pacquiao way and you've got the Floyd Mayweather way. Floyd Mayweather go and buy loads of Bugattis and cars and spend it yeah. and it's bling, bling, bling. And a lot of the Western world think, you know, that's what I aspire to be. Yeah. I don't. I aspire to be the more the Manny Pacquiao. I think yeah. for me, he has got the balance right. He's doing it for a greater good. He's, you know, he's, he's taking poverty out of his country, he wants to make his country a better place. And for me, uh, that's where, that's the side I would much rather yeah. you know be and and I have to kind of force myself to kind of be more like that because I'm around a lot of western it doesn't kind of, kind of always fit in you yeah, know yeah. so um it's definitely do it in your it, own way it is the western way you know to, yeah. it's like seeking a proving externally and seeking externally you know and you speak about people struggling to sit still and you've spoken about mm. you know having finding a difficulty sort of sitting still like an impulse yeah. to sort of keep going and I think this is quite interesting because life can sort of challenge you in an interesting way. So you've been given this talent and work ethic at Snooker, right? And basically you've been given a this 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 gift that forces you to sit down for long periods of time, often watching something happen on the table you don't enjoy. So it, it's a blessing and a curse, but it's forced you to grow at the same time. I really um I really you know like Snooker's you, you hear certain sports people talk about their sport and um very rarely do I, you hear certain people talk about their sport in the way that I feel about my sport. You know, footballers seem to be having a great time. They might feel a bit of pressure, but they've got their teammates, the rugby players. You know, they've brought up in a team sort of environment. The only sport where I've seen them throw tantrums and say they can't, is tennis. Yeah. I read articles on some tennis players and they go through similar sort of emotions yeah. as snooker players do. And I just think... In, snooker is a really, really hard sport, and if I had my time over again, I definitely wouldn't chose snooker as a sport to pursue because a lot of people said over the years, you know, oh, he's, he's up and down, he's unstable, and, and I'm not. You know, I've just kind of, I always called it snooker depression. You know, I'm one of them people um, that lived and breathed the sport, loved it, probably had a bit of an unhealthy relationship with it in the beginning when I was growing up, not not because of my own fault, but just how I was pushed a little bit like Andre, Andre Gassi was, yeah. you know, um, playing and competing and enjoying wasn't enough. I had to win. And if I didn't win and I didn't, if I lost and I didn't show that I was disappointed, then it was something lacking in me as a person. I was never going to make it because losing never hurt enough. So I kind of like never really matured in the way that maybe a lot of other people matured um, naturally, organically, in a way. Yeah. So I think I've had this unhealthy relationship with snooker, and and sometimes like 
doing it through other people, you know, like like my father going away yeah. when he did. You know, I took a lot of that pressure on because I thought I didn't want him to feel responsible for my if my career didn't develop the way he thought it was going to develop and how everybody else thought it was going to develop. So I didn't want him to feel the blame for that. So I took that on for a while. And then sometimes you think, you know, I'm just doing everything for the wrong reasons and trying to please people. And so I've had that sort of unhealthy sort of, mm. you know, if I lose, I've let everyone down. Mm. I haven't really let anyone down, but that's how it feels sometimes. You sure, know? yeah. You talk about Andre Agassi. I think, again, the parallels with you and him are, are really clear. You know, he, yeah. he had, again, was written off in like 97 and then suddenly... You know, later on in his career, he reached world number one sort of later on as well. And he loves sharing the lessons he learned, which which you do as well. And you've yeah. learned lots of lessons along the way, haven't yeah. you? You know, you've yeah. used lots of different things to help yourself yeah. and are now in a place where you want to share those lessons with yeah. other people because, you know, it can be of benefit to the wider community, which ties back into yeah. the sort of Manny Pacquiao view of, of, of life. Yeah, I mean, I love what I guess he's doing. I know with Steffi Graf, they do a lot of good stuff back in, I think, they're Las Vegas. They've done some, some stuff with schools and helping children and, and all that sort of stuff. And I really true, do think that he's found true happiness mm. in giving. I think Andre, I guess, is one of them people that, you know, is a giver, mm. um, you know, and... Um, and, and, I, and yeah, and I'm, I, I kind of like put myself in that kind of bracket. I, I find I receive more when I give. Thank you for listening to this bite-sized episode of the Life Lessons podcast with the one and only Ronnie O'Sullivan. I hope you enjoyed it. I'd be delighted to hear your thoughts. Get in touch via social media or via my website where you can sign up to a new way of being my newsletter. And I, of course, would be delighted as well to hear your thoughts about my book, Champion Thinking, How to Find Success Without Losing Yourself on general release now. <laughs>